Welcome to Plateau Partners Pulse, a show about business, networking, and ideas brought to you by the Plateau Partners, a BNI chapter in the greater Seattle Puget Sound area. I am your host, Stacey Heller of Stacey Connects. I am joined today by a first. We have a father son in studio today, which is kind of cool. We've we've had some partnerships between some of our members. Um and some cross-pollination, but this is a first. So I want to introduce John Sefton and Sean Sefton of Borderline Insurance. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I was saying that these two have this lovely smile, but they they don't give it away that easily. I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm going to take the entire episode almost to figure out, like, what I can do to get you to crack I don't know. We'll see. See, they're not even cracking now. Okay, so we are going to do what I call the speed round. Now, um, you can, some of them it's going to make sense to have you each answer. Others, I don't know, you can uh, volley back and forth. So, John, childhood nicknames. You know, honestly, I didn't really have any. My cousins in Portland always call me Johnny, but uh, just uh, close relatives call me that. Okay. All right. What about you, Sean? Uh, my parents called me Shauners, and that's really it. Interesting. Yeah. I have and so his many sisters as well. Okay, I have so many nicknames for my kids, my cats, everything. It's just it's a thing. Uh, your business name. So your name, your last name is Sefton. The name of the business is Borderline Insurance. Correct. The legal name of the corporation is Borderline McCluskey and Sefton Incorporated. Got it. Okay. But the branding name <clears throat> is Paul. He's been there the longest. Um, <clears throat> so it's always been, it's been Borderline Insurance for a long, long time. And uh, we saw no reason to change that. Right. Well, there, there starts to be brand recognition. Right. And so you, you stick with it. And, yeah. you know, when you have that brand recognition and um, a reputation, you don't want to mess with that. So that makes sense. Okay. So tell me a bit about your business. What service do you provide? We are a full service independent insurance agency, except for benefits, which is life, disability, health. Uh, all of us, all of our business is property and casualty, whether it's personal lines, auto home, and all the toys that go along with it, or uh, commercial insurance, business insurance. And when it comes to the commercial insurance, business insurance, we really don't have any limitations except for size. Okay. Uh, we, we specialize in small to medium-sized businesses. Okay. If we have, in a rare occasion, a, uh, a prospect that happens to be a large medium or, or large uh, risk, uh, we, have a, we have a good partnership with a lar- an agency that specializes in large risks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, people may not think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Because, in part, you're my insurance person and have been for quite a while, um, which we'll talk about because I usually make everything about me. So we'll definitely talk about that <laughs> as we go as we go on. Um, how many years have you been doing this? I'm in my 19th year. Wow. Interesting. And what about Paul? He has been there the longest, you said. Paul's been in the business probably about 26, 27 years. Wow. Is that older than you, Sean? Uh, no, I'm 32 now, So, but it's it's getting there. 
is a good way of asking age, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. it's pretty subtle. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty tricky that way. Um, okay, now location. Where are you located? South Bellevue, okay. a mile north of uh, on 148th of uh, the college. Now, insurance. Is there different insurance requirements for different states? Like, if I have a vacation home that is in Connecticut, I can I get my insurance through you, or do I have to go through a Connecticut agency? It depends if we're licensed. We're licensed in five, actually six different states. Uh, that state is not one of them. Okay. Well, guess I'm not getting a house in Connecticut then. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so I'm going to ask some other of these questions in a little bit more depth later. Um, let's switch to a little bit about BNI. How long have you been in BNI? Um, it will be uh, 10 years in February. Wow. What's the gift for 10 years? I don't remember. It's not a gold watch, I'm sure. <laughs> no, that's like 50. So yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. some ways to go. Uh, what do you appreciate about BNI as an organization? Not necessarily our chapter specifically yet, but just about BNI. It's the relationships. To me, it's all about the relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Um, what about our chapter specifically? I've made some good friends, some very good friends. Um, I think uh, our chapter uh, has a very high degree of quality people. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always been impressed with that. Um, it's a good size. I think we've got uh, 45 members now, so it's a good size. It's always been around that. Uh, it's fluctuated a little bit, but uh, 45 seems to be a good size. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, people work hard to uh, refer to each other. Yes, they do. Sean, you don't come to the weekly meetings. Your dad is the member. What do you hear about? You've been, you've subbed. Yeah. What do you um, get a sense of about BNI as a interested observer? Uh, I mean, I like it. I feel like everybody uh, there is a quality person and refers spreads referrals to one another and shares about their business. And it's all very interesting. And everybody has a, uh, a lot of hustle. I feel like, mm -hmm. like wants to thrive and succeed and they feed off each other. I mm -hmm. think it's pretty cool. It is. And you know, the people when they're, especially when they're giving their eight minute presentation, they have an opportunity to expand a bit on what they do. And, you know, People that are in typically the um, financial services power team will say like, mm -hmm. oh, I know this isn't very interesting. And the thing is, it's normally not. I'm normally like la, 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 and I glaze over, except that because I know the members of the chapter and I know how interested and passionate they are about what it is that they do, that's what makes it interesting. And, you know, that makes a huge difference when you are learning something about other industries or, you know, I think about my financial planning or my insurance or whatever it is, there's that relationship that you were talking about, John, and there's the explanation and um, not just telling me what I want to hear, really explaining things and um, allowing for room for questions and concerns and that kind of thing. So it's, it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. So the... Um, the words like, know, and trust are commonly associated with BNI. What would you say are three words that are commonly associated with you or your business? 
trust, integrity, and uh, service. Yeah. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's interesting because with some of our other members, I, of course, have two cents to add. Uh, with you, it's just that simple. Uh, maybe that's the word that I would add, is that it is yeah. that that trust, that integrity, that service, and it's just that simple. Right. Right. It's uh, We're not doing brain surgery here. It's just take care of the customer. It's insurance. It's important, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, you help people. I don't know, have had to deal with brain <laughs> surgery, right? Or like yeah. they fell off their toy or whatever it is. Sure. sure. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it is important uh, to have the coverage and have the proper coverage, uh, whether it's your personal insurance or your commercial insurance. Yeah. And, and we take pride in that. Yeah, you do. It's it's um, something that I, I truly appreciate about you as I've gotten to know you over these years um, that I always say it. You are... A gentleman, even before you're a businessman, um, and it's a That's lovely very kind thing. of you. Well, I'm sometimes kind. Um, okay, tell me something that is unique. Now, I explain every time ad nauseum that I'm not talking about what we share necessarily during our eight minutes when we have an opportunity to share something that maybe people in the chapter don't know. I'm looking for that unique hobby or detail or quirky thing that perhaps gives people listening uh, something to connect with you on? Are you asking me specifically? I'm asking you both. Well, for me, it's, you know, I was was thinking about it earlier. I I don't know that there's anything that unique about me. I did, uh, for about 25 years, I was uh, into backpacking. Uh, I backpacked in a couple different countries and about... uh, six different western states anywhere from 30 miles up to about 70 miles uh, i don't do that anymore because i've gotten a little older but um I, I really cherish those days it was it was fun getting out and got to see and do a lot of things that uh, a lot of people don't don't see or do mm-hmm. uh, and i enjoyed that a lot i will sean let you have your own thing however did you uh gain your the same appreciation for um, hiking and and exploring that your dad has? I did. Not as much. I mean, he went on a lot longer trips than I did. Um, I have traveled quite a bit, been to a few countries, and I've done some good backpack trips. Okay. And I still do. Nice. Yeah. So then, because you are you are your own person, mm-hmm. what is the, the random, quirky, interesting thing about you? I don't know that anything's that random or quirky about me. Other. Come on, guys. <laughs> He's a foodie. Big foodie. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I do enjoy food. That's for sure. Well, and that is something that is unique. Um, people take great pride in, you know, exploring different types of food, trying different types of food. I'm a big baby when it comes to trying too mm-hmm. many different types of food. Um, and it's interesting. I have more a sense of being able to um, to cook different types of food then I'm willing to try it. It's very bizarre. Yeah, he's a very good cook. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. That's your own thing. Um, What would you say is your top most frequently asked question? What what type of insurance do I need? What type of coverages do I need? And how much? And how much? That's 
probably what I asked. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I will we'll give you each the opportunity. Um, John, I'll let you start. What is your favorite curse word? Some bit. It's good. I like the the apostrophe. What about you? Careful. Uh, mine's <laughs> gonna be fun. Pretty generic. I mean. <laughs> It's a universal truth (laughs) and a universal favorite. Okay, well, then let's take a quick break, uh, and then we're going to go into further depth with John and Sean Sefton of Borderline Insurance. We'll be right back with Plateau Partners Pulse. Tax law changes all the time, which is both annoying and stressful. Relax. Raj Prabhu is a CPA and enrolled agent and sometimes marriage counselor. It's his passion to keep track of, learn, and master the nuances of ever-changing tax law and requirement. He saves his client time and money so they can focus on their relationships because advising clients how to maximize money-saving strategies minimizes their stress. Raj speaks tax, so you don't have to. Connect with Raj of RLP Tax and Accounting PLLC through his website www.rlptax.com www.rlptax.com Do your competitors pop up in Google searches before you? Have your leads run dry? Fingerprint Marketing helps your business get found and stand out online not as just another choice but the choice with custom website designs, done-for-you marketing, and search engine optimization that gets you to page one of Google. Fingerprint Marketing is a one-stop solution for non-stop business. Book a complimentary discovery call with P.L. Larson at fingerprintmarketing.com. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to the show. This is Plateau Partners Pulse. I'm your host, Stacey Heller. And as a reminder, I am joined by John and Sean Sefton. Okay, so now we're really going to get into it. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm, I'm peeling back the layers. These two are like an artichoke before it's been cooked. <laughs> so my goal is to cook this artichoke and let the layers start to like relax. And then I'm going to get to the meat of who you two are, what makes you tick. That's right. Okay. I'm a I'm a hard-hitting reporter here. <laughs> okay, so tell me about your why. And I want you to both answer this because John, you've been doing this for as you said, 19 years and then Sean, you're newer. And yeah. so I want to start first with John, your why because you had a whole nother career before you transitioned to doing this. So what was the draw for you? Well, first off, it was time for a change. Um, I'd been doing what I was doing for about 23 years. Uh, I wanted more independence. And uh, this gave me that independence. Um, I could run things the way that I wanted to run them, um, which was very important to me. If I worked harder, I'd probably make more income, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense to me. I wanted, I enjoy working with people and I enjoy selling a product. The biggest difference was when I was selling apparel, 
you would say sell a suit or a cashmere sweater, for example, which is a, a tangible. Mm-hmm. Now I'm selling a non-tangible. It's a it's a it's a a bolt of paper, if you will. Right. On the other side of the coin, I was selling a luxury item versus a necessity, mm-hmm. something you got to have. So the transition really wasn't that different when you look at those principles. Mm-hmm. And um, I had no problem getting out and uh, trying to meet people and uh, build relationships. And BNI has been a huge part of that. Nice. Now, you mentioned, before I get to you, Sean, you mentioned, John, that um, the tangible versus intangible. Do you think that because insurance is intangible, people don't value it as much as, say, a cashmere sweater? Like, do they... Do they not well, think about it? Well, well, some people certainly. Um, when I'm talking with uh, business people, it becomes pretty clear um, when you get to know them uh, if they value insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, good business people, they realize the importance of it and do value it. But then there's others that it's just a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a necessary evil, I guess, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, and they really would just soon not have to deal with it at all. Right. Um, you know, you take a homeowner's policy, for example, uh, somebody that's paying $800 a year for a homeowner's policy and never has a claim, they never see the benefit of it. Somebody that has their house burned down mm-hmm. and the policy rebuilds their house completely brand new. They do see the value. Mm-hmm. And it uh, sheds a whole new light on it, a whole new perspective. Right, which then leads me to my next question about you mentioned luxury versus necessity. And it's interesting because there are certain things, like you have to have, in theory, car insurance to register your automobile. Correct. As we know from life, there are people that are not insured. And for whatever the reason is, and that creates such issues for everybody. And it's interesting what people view as a luxury versus a necessity that, you know, for some people, they may think that insuring um, their house and getting that extra uh, coverage or the umbrella or whatever it is seems like a luxury versus just checking the box and getting the basics. But really getting the most bang for your buck is a necessity, not a luxury. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's just education. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a client last week who has a who just bought a townhouse and it has a master policy insuring the structure. And his comment to me was, you know, I hey, thanks for your work, but I really don't need this insurance. So I started pointing a few, few things out. Uh, for example, your personal belongings. They're not insured mm-hmm. by, this, by this policy. Uh, your personal liability, that's not covered by this policy. And I started going into it in more depth. Mm -hmm. And he got it. He says, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely I need it. Thank you for explaining it to me. So a lot of times just taking the time to explain things to people. Um, And I enjoy that too. Mm -hmm. The education piece is so important. I run into with a few members that I've had featured on Plateau Partners Pulse where that education piece is so important for them to really understand the importance of why, if you're injured, you should contact a personal injury attorney, you know, or why you should contact one of our 
to a massage therapist in the group or whatever it is. And people just need to be educated and then make an educated choice one way or the other. That's right. Okay. Sean, I did not forget you. (laughs) So what is your why? Uh, Why I started? Yeah, because you are, you mentioned that you're in your early 30s and you are newer to doing this. And so it sounds like, just like dear old dad, you had something that you were doing prior Mm -hmm. and now you have switched it up and now you're joining the, I'm doing air quotes here, family business. So I was in production manufacturing for 12 years. Um, I worked in a couple different facilities and I was in an aerospace facility for the last nine and I worked my way, way up into management and um, ran the production floor. And then it be, kind of became a dead end. I felt like I needed to change. And so a few years down the road, I had decided that we had decided that I would come and start checking out the business and see if it was something that I liked. And uh, yeah, it's worked out so far. I kind of got pushed into it faster than I thought was going to happen. But uh, it's going really well. It's something I enjoy. I like working with people. Um I like sales as opposed to um, the same thing over and over every day. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a lot of learning, but I enjoy it. It's so interesting being on this side of the mic opposite of the two of you because both of you um, like the tangibles. Um, you know, you worked in apparel, John and Sean. You talk about like production and doing mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so you went from the tangibles to the intangible and – that sense of as an employee slash business owner that the thing that you're getting from doing this kind of work is an intangible, that sense of pride and ownership and you have some control as you were talking about, John, and, you know, really getting to um, adjust the sales of your business the way that you want. And um, so it's so interesting, Sean, I'm sure that you're going to hate that I'm going to say this, but in some ways you're so much like your dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a compliment. I appreciate it. it. It is a compliment. And, you know, it's like everybody has their own journey and their own path and the way that you get there. Um, you know, it's just it's an interesting thing. And I suspect that there is a lot of learning. It seems like it's a big pivot for you to go from what you were doing to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, do you have a really good mentor? That's, um, that is true. Yeah. And, you know, your dad and Paul and, you know, it's it's awesome. Um, Okay, so let's explain to people that are listening why you are my insurance agent. What makes you different from everyone else? And it's not just because you're in B&I with me. Um, There are lots of services in B&I that they're not necessarily while they're great for what they do. They're not necessarily for me or for whomever. so what is it that sets you apart? Well, <clears throat> besides having seven or eight different auto and home carriers to choose from versus a captive, uh, all very good companies, but captives are like all state farm or state farm. They have one product to sell you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe two. Um, that does not mean we always have the lowest price. Mm-hmm. But we do have a lot of different choices, and we could consistently be competitive. Other than that, I think, for me, it's we're willing to go up above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, I spent a good portion of my week dealing with claims. 
and putting forth the effort to make sure that my insurers were treated fairly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was just a, a, a totaled automobile, and uh, it was determining the value of that. Mm-hmm. And I helped my client. I'm still still helping my client, and we're making headway. It's slow. You got to be patient. Mm-hmm. And like I explained to him, we need to be professional and be polite. You get a lot more out of people with sugar than you do vinegar, and um, it's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one was a uh, just a rental vehicle for a commercial rental vehicle had a catalytic converter stolen, which is uh, is a big epidemic right now. Wow. Uh, a lot of them are being stolen. And um, because of the supply line deal we're going through right now, mm-hmm. uh, it's difficult to get used vehicles or more expensive. It's difficult to get rental vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we had to search around and find him a, a commercial van that he could use while his vehicle is being repaired. And I helped him with that, helped him facilitate that. Um Honestly, I can't tell you that every agent <clears throat> does that. Mm-hmm. I can. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of agents out there are, they love chasing the deal. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of fun. Sure. But you also got to be willing to do all the service on the back end or, or it's meaningless mm-hmm. for the customer. Um, and, and that's what I really take pride in. Something that I really appreciate about working with you and Borderline is that I have sent people to you that have, you know, the car and the home and those kinds of things and are kind of where I am in terms of age and um, income and that kind of thing. I have also sent people to you that are near and dear to my heart, my children, uh, family, friends that don't have two nickels to rub together and have, you know, storied kind of driving past or whatever it is um, and need some help and real guidance. And that is something that you don't shy away from. You don't say like, well, sorry, you know, you treat every single person that comes across uh, that you come across with the same sense of import as someone else. And that is a unique thing. I think you have to. I think when you have the young kid uh, that has uh, multiple tickets and accidents and seems irresponsible, I think you've got to try to take care of them and try to help them along and try to maybe coach them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it works out, he may get married. Mm-hmm. He may buy a home. Mm-hmm. He may have two or three kids. Um, and they become drivers. Right. So, you know... It's it, 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 it's a win win for everybody if you if you do your job correctly. Right. Um, and, and I do have some legacies, uh, you know, where I did the parents' policy, and now the child's grown up and they have a family, and uh, that's pretty cool. I really enjoy that. Oh yeah, I mean, it is. Um, I'm sure that if not you, then Sean, if you stay with this, then you'll have legacies because my kids, um, absolutely, you're the person that I go to, and I'm like. You have a question about this? Ask John. Yeah. And um, and I do think that that's something that is unique. And as I said, you may not say it because you're too humble, um, but I will say it, that it is something that is unique. And that what I hear a lot from people is uh, when I follow up with someone and say, hey, how did it go? 
Sometimes they're like, great, I'm all set. We found something that's awesome. Other times they're like, actually, he told me that what I have is good and I don't need to make any changes. And he said, you know, right now we can't beat the price that we're paying. And so he suggested that I stay. And that really resonates with people. They remember that. Yeah, there's no sense in, if you're doing everything honestly and you're willing to work hard, there's no sense in trying to shove a policy, somebody into a policy when it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have a good agent and they're happy with the product that they have and I review it and I don't feel that there's any holes in their coverages or limits, I'm going to tell them that. Mm-hmm. If there are holes in coverages and I still can't really offer them a better value, I will tell them, you may take a look at this or you may take a look at that or have your agent review this for you. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Sean, um, obviously dad's been around the block with this for 19 years now. And there is, you know, there's the way that things are done. Yeah. So what's it like for you coming in? Because I know that when we're younger and we're like, okay, we're going to do this. And I'm seeing these things that maybe could be done differently, or this could be better. Um, what is your experience with that? Like, you know, are you, you're obviously learning about uh, insurance and how you go about the process of checking out what's available. Um, What are things that you're noticing are important for you to maybe leave a lasting um, imprint on what you're doing? I mean, it's keeping the customer's best best interest first is what he's taught me, and it's gone well so far. As far as, as, far as like changing anything, it's only efficiency, and I'm a little more tech-savvy than he is. But ah, That's that, what I was getting to. Yeah. Yeah, that well. was my very, like, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, the bar is not real high. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as, uh, um, it's the customer's best interest, and I mean, he pretty much, you both pretty much covered all that, but... Well, and, you know, the kind of... The kind of services that you offer when you're selling insurance or when we've spoken with our attorneys and and whomever it is, that service piece is really so important. And that's something that really can't be taught. It's it's something that innately you understand. And Sean, having mm-hmm. having your dad as your dad, that's obviously something that you witnessed. He's modeled yeah. it. You've learned it. And so that is, I imagine, the hardest part you don't realize it's the hardest part, but it's the hardest part. And the tech piece and the efficiency, that's a great thing to bring, though. Like, yeah. you know, might as well make it easier. And as you say, that much more efficient because that's another form of customer service. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a pretty um, that's a pretty spectacular combination of things. Yeah. Um, and did you ever think that you would be following in dad's footsteps and doing this? I mean, you said already that you had talked about it in the past and that it happened a little faster than you thought. Um, Not until a couple of years ago. No. Um, I thought that I would have continued to go into the field that I was in and decided it was time for a change. But it's a, a couple never years. too late to change. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. But I'm happy that I did. I'm really enjoying what we're doing. So it's. Um, Do you find that the quality of your life has changed in terms of, um, you know, time that you have, um, stress level or are you hard on yourself because it's dad uh i mean i try to keep up with him um he's very good at what he does but it's uh there was difficulties in in both jobs i mean but it's fun to learn which is good where i was at i felt like i was doing the same thing over and over every day i had and there was no room to move 
Right. So. Right. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I feel like I'm doing like a psychological profile or something. <laughs> okay. Let's take uh, another break. I do want to remind people that um, for our commercial break, we are highlighting other members of the Plateau Partners. And so take a listen to their ads because they're people that we know, we like, and we trust. And so we are so happy to refer them to anyone that's listening. So take a listen. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with John and Sean Sefton of Borderline Insurance. We'll be right back. New paint doesn't just add value when you're selling your home, it adds comfort when you come home. Unique Painting and Design has been painting exteriors on the east side for over 15 years. Their highly skilled team guarantees their work and your satisfaction. From consulting on the best color for your home to leaving a clean work area and fine finish, using Unique Painting and Design can add value, protection, and curb appeal to your new construction or restoration project. Go to Unique PD. For more information, do you worry about doing the right thing? Second guess yourself? Experience analysis paralysis? Tawny Sanabria of Integrated Growth can help. As a marriage and family therapist and human potential coach, Tawny helps clients access more presence, joy, and ease in their life. When we ruminate on the past or worry about the future, we disconnect and experience anxiety. Tawny helps shift your focus from the past or future to the now. When in the now, we access more of ourselves, allowing more connection and meaning in our lives. To learn more, go to integratedgrowthcoach.com. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. Again, I'm Stacey Heller, your host, and I am with John and Sean, and we are talking about insurance. Now, you may not think that it's exciting, but it's really exciting, as John says, when something happens in your home or to your home and you are covered. I think about the devastating news uh, that is happening um, around the country right now with tornadoes and the kinds of um, disasters, natural disasters that really happen in Every part of the country, you know, my kids, when they were little, they have uh, enough anxiety that they would talk about, like, where could we move that there wouldn't be some kind of a, a thing, you know, like in the south, it's the hurricanes. And here in the Pacific Northwest, of course, you've got, you know, earthquakes and you've got avalanches and flooding. And I mean, just everywhere there's something. So with insurance, let's talk about some of this let's talk about homeowners first and foremost um you know as we said there's basic homeowners policies and then when you are connecting with a client are you asking them about the environment that they're in are you what kind of suggestions are you making for extra coverage what are the basics that people need to know well the basics of a homeowner's policy is uh is your reconstruction cost mm-hmm. to rebuild from the ground up and make sure that, that that's set at the proper amount. There's also what they refer to as extended coverage on a lot of policies. Some policies are guaranteed replacement, which is the best. 
Okay. So if it's insured for four hundred thousand to rebuild and something bad happens and it costs eight hundred thousand, it doesn't matter because it's guaranteed replacement. But extended replacement is designed to provide extra coverage in the event that you have a regional catastrophic event. Um, the last one we had in this area was 2006, we had a windstorm. Mm-hmm. We had gusts up to 90 miles an hour, which are really rare around here. But you had trees on houses all, all over the place. And you had, <clears throat> you had uh, contractors coming in from out of state because mm-hmm. there was so much work. It drove up the price of materials, and it drove up the price of labor. And that is what that extended coverage is for, uh, if needed. Uh, the other is personal liability, mm-hmm. which is very, very broad. People, Most people don't realize that, but uh, it follows you. So if you're at a cocktail party and you happen to bump into a table and you knock over a $3,000 vase, that liability extends from your homeowner's policy. Oh, a lot of people don't realize that. There's, it, it, it's, and insurance is, is, is always evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always new coverages coming out. Uh, a coverage that I like that just came out in the past few years is, is what they call a service line endorsement. So in the city of Seattle or any, any major city that's been around for 150 years or so or longer, you've got old homes mm-hmm. and those Side sewers, they fail. And the average cost to replace a side sewer today is probably fifteen to $20,000. Wow. It's a big expense. Um, and this uh, endorsement, which costs around $30 a year, provides about $12,000 in coverage, uh, wow. which puts a big dent in it. Um, personal property, that's mm-hmm. the other big portion of a homeowner's policy, all your stuff. Everything in the house within the walls that is loose, that's not attached to the structure, that's your clothing, your appliances, your furniture, electronics, everything, art, everything that's loose in the inside of the structure is insured under your personal property. Okay, I'm so literal. I'm like, wait, though. (laughs) Technically, the art is attached to the structure because it's on the wall. (laughs) 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 However, I guess you're right. (laughs) Yeah. And that can also be scheduled. Okay. And when it's scheduled, it uh, it's usually all risk, which means it covers it for being lost, stolen, destroyed, mysterious disappearance. Uh, women's earrings is a is a prime example because quite often, just one of the earrings will disappear. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not when it's scheduled. It's not subject to the deductible. Okay. Where it is if it's not scheduled. Okay. So. What does scheduled mean exactly? Well, yeah, there's an actual schedule on the policy. Uh, and you okay. schedule that item with a description, uh, value. If it's jewelry, they usually require an appraisal if it's over a certain amount. Oh, okay. Um, like cut, clarity, and carrot. Okay. Usually dependent on the value of the ring. Or, Got it. Yeah. Okay. So when people have their homeowner's policy and the... The items within the home, as you said, all the loose items. Should you be taking an inventory then and updating that? I mean, I think of it like in some ways my mom was obsessed for a while there with her will where she would like rewrite it all the time to like have it in her hand and, and you know, who's getting what, um, you know, 
And so she would take inventory of things. And is that something that everyone should be doing? It, is it if you have things of value? Like what is, what's the perceived value? If there's an item that needs to be scheduled, something of value, and that's usually, uh, it's typically jewelry, uh, collectibles, mm-hmm. could be stamps, could be coins, stuff like that. We've had firearms scheduled. Uh, I've even had uh, road bicycles, expensive road bicycles, because yep. some of those are very expensive today, okay. scheduled. Um, there's a lot of different items you could schedule, but those are the typical items. Okay. The easiest thing to do that I have found is during the holiday season, when you got a lot of stuff out of the out of the closets, mm-hmm. is go and take photographs of in every room. Do it in four different directions so you get everything. Mm-hmm. Open the closets, take a photograph of what's in the closets. Because if you have a, a major loss or a total loss, there's no way you're ever going to remember everything that you had. Um, but if you have those photographs and you have them put in a safety deposit box or a fireproof safe, um, it could be a tremendous tool for you to sit down and start adding this stuff up. Because nobody ever takes the time to do a complete inventory of everything in their home. Right. You know, nobody just, nobody does that. So, but, but, the, but taking the photographs is pretty easy to do. Yep. It well, doesn't yeah. take too much time and. Uh, you can put them in the cloud and have a file that yeah, it's is. It's very valuable. Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah. you know, stuff 2021, stuff yes. 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interesting. So basically I'm going back to talking to a layman. So when you talk about scheduled, it's like it's being itemized, specifically Correct. pointed out on your policy. So that's so anybody that's listening, just to clarify further, aka to myself, that it's you're essentially calling out these particular items, um, itemizing them or scheduling them. And then for the other things, you don't need to to do that. The pictures will suffice. It's just included in the personal property limit. Okay. A typical personal property limit is comes off as a percentage of the reconstruction cost of the house. Okay. 70 or 75% of that. Okay. All right. So I'm going to run some scenarios. So let's say I'm a, um, a parent and my knuckleheaded teenager has a party at my house and uh, his friends get drunk and one of them leaves the house and gets into an accident. Is that where, what's covering that? First off, don't ever allow that to happen. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be on your liability. That's going to be on your liability. And, uh, you know, anybody with appreciable assets, I, I would always recommend getting an umbrella. Okay. Uh, which is an extension of your liability limit on your homeowner's policy and your auto policy. Okay. So if you have $300,000 combined single limit on your home and your auto, you could go out and buy a million-dollar umbrella, which would give you a total of $1.3 million in liability. Okay. Um, I was always taught that regarding umbrellas, your net worth up to about $10 million, mm-hmm. your umbrella should be somewhere around your net worth. Okay. Interesting. Beyond that, not so much. I mean... <clears throat> If you're a billionaire, you don't have a billion-dollar umbrella. Right. Uh, but within reason, up to about $10 million. Okay. Okay. Now, you mentioned that 
I'm at a cocktail party, I'm clumsy, perhaps I'm even tipsy, and I just knocked over somebody's vase, their Fabergé egg, whatever it is, and they're trying to be polite, but they're seething, and naturally then replacement and whatever. So similarly with cars, if I'm renting a car from Hertz, not sponsored, would be, um, should I be taking the extra insurance out when they offer it? Does my insurance cover if I get into a fender bender? Does my auto insurance policy follow me from my car to my daughter's car to my rental car? Your policy does extend to a rental car for liability and physical damage. Okay. What I always recommend is if I'm going to an area that's crazy highways, take Los Angeles, for example. Mm -hmm. I'm not that familiar with Los Angeles. Um, I will probably spend the extra $15, $20 a day for the physical damage on the rental car. Because if something does happen, I just walk away and nothing goes on my record. Right. If I don't, my policy will will respond, but that will be a that will affect my policy and okay. my premium. If I'm going to an area where it's there's not that much of a hazard, mm-hmm. uh, I don't worry about it too much. Okay, so you're sort of assessing risk. Exactly. And making the choice that you make. Correct. Okay. Correct. Now, if you're bar- borrowing car. Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody wants to borrow your husband's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's permissive use. Okay. And they are covered on your policy. Okay. When I used to have a pickup truck, mm-hmm. uh, my brother-in-law once in a while would want to borrow my pickup truck truck to make a dump run or something. Mm-hmm. He's covered because I've given permission to use the vehicle. It's not an issue. Okay. Interesting. So... If he got in an accident, then whose insurance kicks in first? Mine would, be, mine would be primary. Okay. If it was my vehicle and I lent it to him, mm-hmm. give him permission to use it, my my insurance would be primary. Okay. But then he has the option of that secondary insurance if something. If something really bad happened and my insurance limits were exhausted, mm-hmm. then his policy would respond. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I'm like, I'm enjoying throwing these various <laughs> scenarios because I'm like, okay, so now I'm a multimillionaire and I have some toys. And some of them, as you say, it's just collectibles. I'm not necessarily out in my old um, Studebaker that I've souped up and it's worth a lot of money and whatever. And um, what kind of insurance do you look at for things like that? There's a specific uh, policy for collector cars. And okay. we have, uh, I have two clients, in fact, that uh, have a vast collection of collector cars, uh, millions of dollars worth of, of cars. Side note, I would like an introduction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they both have, one of them has three separate detached garages for just his collector cars. Um. And uh, they're good policies. Uh, there's no deductibles on copper collision, and it's insured to value. Wow. So, for example, if it's insured for $100,000 and something happens, that's what they get is the $100,000. I'm seeing Ferris Bueller and yes. the scene in Ferris Bueller. 
<laughs> where yes. it goes through the plate glass window mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I mean, these things can happen. Um, and, okay, so that kind of answers that question. Um, one question that came up uh, in a parent thread with college students is this idea, and I mentioned it to you, of like dorm insurance for, you know, items that are your kids and something happens and it's stolen. Is this a new thing? Does this exist? Do you recommend it? Could it be renter's insurance? It's a dorm? They could, they could do that, sure. Uh, typically, um, typically, if they're in a dorm, you don't have to have a renter's policy. If they're in an apartment, of course, they have to have a renter's policy. But the biggest risk for kids going off to college is electronics. Mm. For example, if you have an expensive laptop, uh, if you have a Mac, right. uh, very expensive. And they're uh, PS. You could schedule one, those. Two, three, four, five, whatever it is. Right. You could schedule those on the parent's homeowner's policy. Okay. Um, and that would provide coverage for that. That's the biggest thing I, I, I see. I, I actually have had some customers schedule their cell phones. I don't, I don't recommend that, but um, a, a, lo- a lot of people do do that. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. I'm sort of like, eh, I guess I have to get a new one. However, yeah. like. Yeah. And you could also get cell phone insurance from the carrier as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know a few people that do that because they need it. Well, I break a lot of phones. I, I mean, I'm like, you could be looking at me too, John, because like I, I'm like, if I could have a giant like ball around my phone, it would probably be best because right. I have a tendency to drop, lose, forget. Well, his go on Lake Washington. They go on the Sammamish River. Well, that just means Lake he's having Sammamish. fun. Yes. Yes. I usually uh-huh. lose two a summer. Average, yep. something like that. Oh. Yeah. No, but so at least put them in a waterproof case or something. I've tried that. Okay. <laughs> it was defective. Clearly, we'll have to have this conversation <laughs> off to the side. Um, what are some other scenarios that people may be surprised that they should be thinking about insurance, but it's not an obvious thing? Like I'm thinking about, I remember when, um, so we have a lake house and this year, it's near the Canada border, and this year there were wildfires that were within a couple miles of our residence. Um, you know, would never have anticipated that that would be a thing. Um, it's probably why I've been so obsessed with wildfires. Um, you know, so things like that where people don't think about it and maybe they need to. Um are there special, like, is there flooding insurance and earthquake insurance, and or is that all part of an umbrella? And no, there's a earthquake and flood are separate policies. Okay. Um, there's also separate policies for landslide um, and other types of earth movement. Lahars, believe it or not, come oh. from volcanoes. We've had discussions around here about that because we have volcanoes around here. Um, yeah, but I those forgot. are but those are all all separate separate policies. Now, a lot of homeowners policies will offer earthquake. Okay. Uh, but they they don't offer flood. Uh, so most of your flood policies are through FEMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some carriers that are doing flood policies today. I believe Lloyd's does a does a does a policy. 
Um, but those are those are always separate policies. Okay. Any other type of earth movement landslide, that's got to be a separate policy. That's not included on, on earthquake. It's interesting because I feel like whether it's uh, lava, earthquake, uh, landslide, whatever it is, it's always going to result in flooding. Right. Which is why flooding is such a tricky thing. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, what other scenarios, Sean, what have you seen that is something that you're like, oh, you know, a client asked me about this. Um, what do I recommend um, for them? Have you seen any interesting scenarios come across? Uh, with the wildfires in the summertime, a lot of people had questions about that. And certain carriers are starting to do things like uh, they offer a service. If there is a fire, they will send out a private company to put fire retardant around your property. Like they will dispatch eastern Washington or wherever the fire may be to try to uh, preserve the loss. Okay. Um, there's questions about that. Um, and then with flood, if they're in a flood zone, you know, how much will flood policies be, stuff like that? Will they even offer it? Interesting. I it, Growth and urban development and development in general, you know, when you see some of these uh, landslides that happen in California off the cliffs, you're like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why you're surprised. You're on a cliff and erosion and all of that. But that's just a personal opinion. Okay. Um, We are almost out of time here, and I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to share your information with how people can find you to connect with you. And, um, you know, one thing that you're willing to do is you may have an existing policy, but you always welcome people contacting you to review their policy and see if maybe you can help them out and uh, do better. Yeah, we do that a lot. Uh, And there's no obligation whatsoever. Uh, we review the policy. Uh, we go out and we shop it. If we can provide a, a, a better option for them, we'll present that to them. Mm-hmm. If we cannot, we will tell them that. And if we uh, have any suggestions, whether they have any holes in their coverages or limits, we'll, we'll point those out to them and make suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, happy to. Anytime. We also do, uh, on the commercial insurance, uh, anybody that has any questions or they want to review, uh, we're happy to do that as well. There's a lot of folks out there that uh, either don't have an agent mm-hmm. or they have an agent, but they haven't heard from them in de- you know years and years and years. Right. Um, and uh, we're always happy to uh, help them any way we can. Yeah. Well, when in need, um, having a personal agent, suddenly you realize that it's not, in fact, a luxury. It is, in fact, a necessity. Um, Sean, if people want to... Um, find you where can they find you what's your website i mean my email is sean s-e-a-n at boardlawninsurance spelled out.com and then our phone number is 425-455-2227 and boardlawninsurance.com is the website okay and borderlawn is spelled b-o-r-d-e-l-o-n very good thank right. you very look good. at me thank you gentlemen for well, coming on you. the show thank um, you so much thank you for having us absolutely we didn't get into the commercial bit um but whether it's auto, homeowners, or business, Bordelon Insurance, they will serve you with integrity, and uh, they are good, good gentlemen and businessmen. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.